1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is
0: the Rob Black Show.
1: Good day. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Stock market looks like it's going to go into a bear market. I say stock market because what I'm really trying to say is the SP 500. NASDAQ's already gone into a bear market. Netflix has started some job cuts. They're the first of many. What else do I want to say? Volatility hasn't been big enough. Oh, yesterday we learned, this is the the interesting thing about the pandemic. We've learned that when the tide is at, we can hide a lot of our mistakes in the United States. But when the tide comes out, it's going to become very problematic. We have a trucking problem in the United States and Target told us loud and clear, We have a freight problem in the United States. I'll be honest, one story that's slipping a little bit for me is this whole baby formula scandal that's going on. Apparently, people are making some baby formula at home because baby formula is tough to get at some stores. And some babies are having some massive health issues with it. And the finger gets pointed at the president, which I think is unfair, whether it was Trump or Biden or Carter or COVID's been pretty mean and cruel to corporations and how they shut down or don't shut down. I don't think we need to be pointing fingers. I just think we need to be Americans and solve problems. It's one of the things I miss about world wars. I know you're saying what? I was watching that tank movie, Fury, not that long ago. And my spouse comes in the room and my son comes in the room. I said, we, I kind of miss these days. And they're like, what do you mean? They're, they're killing Nazis and Nazis are killing Americans and people are stuck in the middle. I'm like, well, I think it was kind of one of the last times or it was probably the greatest time in American history where someone from Iowa would get shipped out with someone from California, which would get shipped out with someone from Mexico. And they had to be friends and belong. Of course, it played out with Vietnam. My father was a tank commander. That's why I like the movie Fury so much, because my dad was one of those guys. Um, and I'm intrigued by what's going on with Russia and Ukraine with a tank war because my dad was one of those guys. But we just don't get along anymore at all. Uh, if you're from another state, you're practically an enemy of the public. So we're learning that we have a lot of warts in this country, but trucking really came to the forefront yesterday. And Target and Walmart, they both said, you know, the cost of shipping and freight was, was high. And you're hearing commercials everywhere about hiring truckers. Look, if my son was 21, 22 years old and not with a lot of direction, I would tell him, consider the military. They'll give you three meals a day, an education, and in four or five years, you'll have a career outside of the military um, without going to college. You'll be highly recruited. I would also say, consider trucking. I think the millennials are going to reshape that industry from... An industry that's perceived as people over sixty with no teeth who get drunk and stop at truck stations to have entertainment with the ladies to a more twenty first century vision of it, where you have Netflix in your cabin. Hey, you want to come Netflix and chill with me? So the pandemic showing the worst of our society at this point in time, and trucking's a problem. I think um, Netflix came out yesterday, and they're starting a movement. In my opinion that you're going to see other corporations follow. And it's going to be very mean and tough. We're about to see a massive six-month period of job cuts. So do I think this market's done going down? No. Job cuts will lead to people on unemployment. Unemployment will lead to rising deficits. Unemployment issues will lead to less taxes for states, although California has got a wonderful surplus in large part because people were selling houses and buying houses during the pandemic. That still hasn't shaked out. What does the housing market look like in two, three, four years? Are we going to be able to work remotely? But I think Netflix kind of sent a big message yesterday or earlier this week. Is there any way of saying that? When they sent a message out to employees like, here's our corporate culture update. You may have to work on a project that you don't like. Probably meant for the whole Dave Chappelle transgender problem that was created. When millennials are like, we're going to walk walk off off work. I think that's a message loud and clear. You're going to learn to play the game our way or you're not going to be here. I think that's interesting because if you hear anything about millennials right now, it's like, we want to back massage it at the office. I don't want to come in three days a week. I want to come in like one. So I think you're going to start seeing the pendulum switch yet again. And this time it's going to go back towards the employers. But again, it's going to take those job cuts for people to realize, be careful what you wish for. And I think we will see it. So I'll come up with a website that gives uh, updates on job cuts. I know there's one out there and I've seen it in the past. It's not Glassdoor, but it's along those lines. And I think you're going to see it large numbers. When you go into a bear market corporation, see, and this is the beauty of it. Walmart and Target kind of messed up the markets this week even further by showing our problem with trucking. They also said there's great demand, all things considered. They're having problems getting acqu- uh, inventory that they want. Um, so we have a problem that's relatively easy to fix, or we know how to do. We know what needs to be done. And I think you're going to see subscriber losses accelerate at Netflix. I've been looking at a lot of research, and there's evidence that people are cutting. But also when you start looking at it, two years ago, Netflix didn't really have any competition. And now they have more. And I'll be honest, the last three or four movies I've watched on Netflix, I've been like, eh. I think the last thing I really, really enjoyed might have been, um, help me here, help me here. Um, see, it, it doesn't come straight to mind, does it? Ozark was okay, but Breaking Bad was so much better on AMC. And that's the way I kind of feel about it. Um, Maybe the money heist was great, but maybe also I'm looking back on that fondly and thinking to myself, um, it's bank robbery in a foreign language. It was refreshing not to see Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in in a show. Squid Game was fantastic. And yet at the same time, I think HBO could have done that series better. But maybe there was some charm in that. Next Squid Game is coming out late 2023, maybe early 2024. Stranger Things is going to wrap up right now. Well, they're not going to wrap up right now. That's incorrect to say. They're split their seasons into two, but they're getting ready to launch another season. So I do think that people are starting to say, you know, you raise prices a lot, Netflix. And when people like Rob look at the money proposition, um, I watched The Batman on Time Warner, and it was wonderful. I, I, I enjoyed that as a, a comic book movie. I'm not really big into the Disney vision of comic books, superheroes. I'm much more in the darker world of them. Um, Disney makes it like, oh, six-year-olds and 96-year-olds can love it. Um, It's like uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter who used to sing songs, pop songs. All of her songs were easily likable by like six-year-old kids like 92 year old women like it was just easily likable and i have a problem with that because i want my content a little bit edgier anyhow um this is going to take a hot time if you're looking for a quick fix it's not going to happen now the market may make start fixing itself before the economy does the market may start fixing itself before inflation does with the speed the market can react but i wouldn't look until at least uh economically speaking uh, economy is going to be in trouble through October, I'll let you know when we see some signs of light. It'll be within 18 months, but probably six months to 18 months is my period of time that I'm thinking you're going to struggle. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. That's not investment advice because I'm a worker for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I'm Rob Black. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll never hear me say this again, but I think I might agree with Robert Kiyosaki. He had one of those Yahoo finance press releases yesterday that said something along the lines of, if Bitcoin drops to 23,000, it's probably gonna drop to 16,000 and maybe even 13,000. And he goes, riches are made when you invest during distress. And I totally agree with that. Uh, My best investments in the last 10 years are probably happening in 2022. Now, again, I define that by 5, 10, 15 years, judge me. But you'll never hear me agree with Giyazaki again. For the record, I think he is not very smart. I think he's lied to make his career. And I think he's more in the business of helping poor people try to become uber wealthy because I think he sells lottery tickets to dumb people. Essentially, is what it comes down to. <clears throat> I've seen him ruin more people than help people. He's been investigated by attorney generals. Um, he's been charged. He's been told that his information's been misleading. And again, that's just not a glorious story. But um, it wouldn't take you long to figure out that he's kind of not what he's cracked up to be if you Google his name and put negative reviews behind it. So Bitcoin prices dip below 29,000. Stock market sell off is hurting cryptos. The head of the SEC, Gary Ginsler, said yesterday something along the lines of there's going to be more problems. Keep in mind, two of the top 10 coins, altcoins, have completely collapsed. That's not good. I mean, this is like, uh, you know, Batman starts taking out all the bad guys, and there's like 10 of them in a the room, and two of them suddenly disappear, and the other eight look at each other like, uh, who's going to poop their pants first, and who's going to run? That's what you hope doesn't happen. I don't care about Bitcoin. I don't have anything invested in it. I don't have any skin in the game. Um, until there's regulations, I don't want to play. And until I see someone say, you know, I don't have my, my, my uh, wallet with me. Can I log into my Bitcoin account? and pay you. <laughs> I just don't see it as, as very liquid. I see it as accumulation, not liquidity. And that's a problem for me. But Bitcoin has got a tight correlation with stocks right now, especially tech stocks. Um, It's considered risky and growthy. If you couldn't afford Apple, you could afford Bitcoin was the idea. If you couldn't afford Google, you could afford Ethereum. And for a while, Bitcoin was performing quite lovely. It's not lost on me that Matt Damon was at the Super Bowl last year harking, pushing, pumping Bitcoin. And he talked about how you have to be brave and how history will remember you wisely for jumping in at $69,000 for a Bitcoin. He got paid in cash, he didn't get paid in Bitcoin. And then it's gone from 69,000 to 29,000, pretty much so in a year. Um, All the meme coins make me a little nauseated. Uh, Dogecoin particularly, Shibu Inu, Um, they were meant as jokes. They were meant as like, we're making fun of the world. You're so stupid. You're buying this. And somehow it's become sticky. So again, I'm not going to do a whole segment on why I am becoming a cheerleader. I'm just talking to you. I know a lot of people under 35 have had bad experiences with the stock market and with the job market, and they're looking for shortcuts. I would be very cautious. Stablecoin issuers are who are looking to come public. It's going to be very difficult for them to in the next year, two years. The crypto crash will make it tougher. Uh, So again, when we're starting to line up that we have a trucking problem in the United States and it's going to hurt retail prices. In the long run, and I I didn't make this very clear in my first segment with Walmart and Target, they're going to raise prices. And I, I think this. General malaise will last six to 18 months. Keep in mind, we're probably five months in on the stock side. So I'm, I'm calling for like one to 12 more months, one for, somewhere along those lines. Um, Target and Walmart will fire people. They will right-size their corporate office. In the last two years, when they were scrambling to get people to work for them, The profit cut will now be looked at by the board. The board will say, you guys didn't do so great with profit, so who can we fire? And members of team, names of team members are already being circulated at every S&P 500 company in the United States right now. Job cuts are coming. We'll trim the fat somewhere. We may hire more people net aggregate, but job cuts are coming. SP 500 is now near a bear market. History says it's not done falling. There's a little bit of a self-perpetuating scenario. I've got a friend who's kind of used me pretty aggressively for the last 25 years. Whenever he gets spooked, he contacts me. He contacted me yesterday. Well, he contacted me about a month ago. He says, are you buying this dip? I'm like, nope. He said, I'm waiting for volatility to hit 40 on the VIX. Um, and it's already hit 40 on the VIX the NASDAQ version of VIX, which tells you NASDAQ probably has already gone through a correction and has some buying opportunities um, that should set up well for the next 5, 10, 15 years. But up to you. Considerable advisors taking action on anything mentioned on the show. When you get a friend who comes out every single time there's a down market, he becomes something that you look for. I'm looking for job cuts to be announced. I'm looking for someone like Apple to do something that we know that they want to do, I want Apple to buy a car company, not like Ford or GM, but like a company like a canoe, who is a venture capital company. Not a, they're not a venture capital company; they've taken venture capital money. And they're saying semiconductor shortages are getting worse, supply chain disruptions will continue, lockdowns in cities across China. They're saying we're going to have a tough time with cash this year because we're trying to be lean and mean, but we're also trying to grow really fast. So if Canoe has anything that Apple sees as attractive, they'll acquire them. Apple, Google, Microsoft, even Tesla, they all have cash right now. Lots of it. They're well-funded. You want to see Apple do something like really raise their hand, like we're getting in line to introduce a car. And a lot of the research that I've done recently on the architecture of their big space building, their UFO, a lot of that architecture with curved glass, they're starting to think that's going to go into curved ceramics for a car. And again, you don't make a car out of ceramics, but Apple will do something interesting is what it comes down to. Um, But you want to see them jump in at some point in time and pull the trigger. And... Apple stock will essentially double probably a little bit more than a double at this point when they announce a car because they're going to announce a car and everyone's go, Oh, look at that. That's weird looking. I don't know. That looks like a moon buggy. I'm not going to ride to work in a moon buggy, but the next day there's going to be a wait list and it'll hit 200,000 within first five minutes. And have you ever known Apple to come out? Oh, we're going to come out with a, a cheap version of anything. Nope. Their headphones are pricey their watches are pricey their phones are pricey their cases are pricey Wall Street will dig that that wait list but again that's when you're seeing the light of the eyes right now feels like a vacation this correction bear market compares nowhere near 2000 2002 or 2008 nowhere near it maybe 60 percent of it so intensity. Find me at robblackshow.com.
0: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
1: I know it's probably a lot easier at this point in time to lose yourself in Top Gun this weekend than think about your 401k and your 403b, your retirement. Will you ever be able to afford a home? Will you ever be able to sell a home? Where will you live if you sell a home? I get it all. So thanks for listening. My podcast numbers are strong. I appreciate that. Um, with that said, this is a show that is informational. It's educational. I try to make it infotainment. Doesn't always work. One area that I'm working on is try to get more stuff for you. And I just had a, an old client reach out and say, "Hey, can you talk to my kids about college? My kids are in college. Can you talk to them?" I said, "Yeah, I'll do a podcast on it." and I started writing down things that I'm going to have to do. Let's do a podcast, so I'm going to do it. But there's weird little things like coming out of college, what I would want people to tell me is like etiquette on business dinners. What do I need to know? Um, I know you were saying you didn't know what chorizo was a type of sa- a sausage. I did not. There was a lot of things like that that I didn't know proper etiquette. I remember wanting to see it on the menu, a red mullet. I'm like, is that a hairstyle? No, it's a fish. Um, I knew what truffles were, but I didn't quite know that truffle was fungus, but I kind of knew it was fungus, but I never put it together. And I remember saying at a dinner, oh, we're eating fungus. And it didn't quite sound like, oh, we're eating truffles. Um, I know, I know, I know. This is the etiquette that we're going to have to teach our millennial children. Um, Most of us probably know filet, ribeye, porterhouse, tofu, steaks, but most of us probably don't know what's appropriate to do and what not to do. Like for instance, I don't eat at business dinners. I'm there to get information or to sell information. I'm not big on so the most I'll get is a, a dinner salad. Um, it's a weir- weird thing. Another thing that you know, if I don't pay for the dinner, I'm always a crazy appreciative at the end of dinner that's something i wish i would learn before i got into the job market or i wish that i would have known better um going to the job market and the first time i had to sit with hr and i didn't really know what an hmo or a ppo was do you I didn't know the real ramifications of how insurance works or doesn't and what is catastrophic and what is not. And you think, oh, it's going to be $25. deductible. that's all I'm ever going to have to pay. But that's not quite right. There's out-of-pocket maximums that are, I didn't know that. Um, So I'm going to put together a whole show on some of the basics, but then I'm going to get into more of the the 401k, which is the greatest perk of coming out of college and starting your first job. It's the greatest perk. And if you didn't get a 401k in your 20s, shame on you. I'm not going to say you're a dunce, but I'm also not going to say you're a genius. That's one that maybe you should have had a feel for. Compound interest and starting earlier in your 20s versus your 30s. Just That's where you become genius-like for starting early. $2,000 annual contribution from ages 25 to 35. What will you have at age 40, 45, 50, 55, 60? Most of the work will already be done because you'll have put in 10, 15, 20 years from age 20 to 40 with that $2,000 annual push. Most of the work will already be done. Your, what you're making in interest, what you're making on the side is intense Um. I'm going to put this all in a PDA, uh, I was going to say a PDA. I've lost my mind, a PDF. I'm going to show it all to you. Um, how your first job is just about your salary. It's how much you're taxed. It's how much remains in your pocket after you're taxed. How much of your money that is not taxed that goes into your 401k so that you can retire one day and not be taxed on it while it's growing. It's kind of the governance way of saying, yeah, we know we're not the best company for you to work with but we'll try to give you this perk. Interview prep. I don't think it's crazy, but now we have to throw in a chapter on remote work. When you are interviewing for a job, ask questions. Embrace phone calls. Share work schedules. Um, Change your clothing. (laughs) This is one of the greatest stories I remember of my first jobs on Wall Street. I would drive in my blue Toyota Tercel and it was an early 80s Tercel and this thing was a tank it didn't it never broke down and the person who gave it to me she gave it to me said drive it until it breaks down I said I promise uh, it had no air conditioning so I'd show up for job interviews and, and uh, television spots radio spots and I'd always have to bring a change of clothes And it was a little bit embarrassing going in on the bottom floor in New York and asking the security guard, can I use a restroom to change? And you just hope the person you're interviewing with doesn't walk in at that moment. But you'd be covered in sweat. I don't know if a lot of people on the West Coast know because the West Coast is afraid to travel to the East Coast. They think the country stops at Colorado. If you were to draw the map based on what Californians think the world looks like, it stops at California and maybe ends at Hawaii. I know you're saying you're not very nice. Um, One thing that I've tried to do is never get cozy at work. It's a a good piece of investment advice. Um, To this day, 25 years after entering the professional job market, I still to this day, uh, 30 years of entering the job market, excuse me. I won't talk about Judge Judy. I won't talk about the inane. Um, If you're a friend, I'll talk about... You know, Time Warner versus. Hey, did you see that crazy show on Netflix? You know the one where they're in South Korea and like, what's that all about? Like, what's going on? What do you think's going to happen? Um, I'll do that away from the office. I don't talk. I don't talk crap at the office. It's just not my thing. Try to stay happy at work. I know that's. These are dumb pieces of advice for a college graduate. But when you're mouthy and you're complaining it doesn't necessarily bode well unless you have the talent to back it up and i have the talent to back it up i remember my first job in television the general manager who's probably dead by now i'll just call him craig and he's got a last name that rhymes with uh it's a planet of a last name that rhymes with lars and he pulled me into his office he's like you got to shave the goatee i'm like no dude this is from generation x i'm I'm, I'm me. I'm. This is the way I define myself. This is my way of saying, screw you, old man. Screw you, Wall Street. I don't. I. I don't have to have Italian shirts and cufflinks and shoes and jackets on. I can be the goatee guy. I can be the guy who's smarter than this. And he says, but you look like the devil. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. <clears throat> and I've heard from many women in my life that I am the devil, but I had never heard from a co-worker, "You look like the devil." And. Instead of saying, you know what? I could shave it. It's like the New York Yankees. They make you shave your face hair before you play for the Yankees. I don't know if anyone's ever broke that rule or got around it, but they're spending a lot of money on you and they want children to go out and buy your action figures, your baseball cards, your jerseys, because they get a cut of everything, right? I get it. If you're working for someone, you work for them. They don't work for you. I should have said, yes, sir. I will actually shave it off. Can I keep the mustache maybe? Can I do one of those really crazy old man barbershop mustaches because i think those look creepier than a goatee but i, I should have played along but instead I go i have more money than you I make a lot more than you like i'm not doing TV for the fame I'm doing TV because i love the, the talking money and uh I probably shouldn't have done that because forever more in television I was known as well we don't have to pay him <laughs> we could pay a minimum wage because he's got money and i'm like oh damn I kind of screwed that up didn't i um, but I have some small rules that I play by at work and I try to explain these to my children ever so slightly and ever so passively. My son is very aggressive in sports in high school uh, middle school. I'm like, you don't have to do that, dude. You're on a club soccer team. You can beat the hell out of the competition on the weekends. You don't have to do it at school. And I said, you know, you need to stay busy at school. You need to be kind of spiritual. You need to have healthy relationships. You can't have your, your students mad at you because you want to score one more goal. Um, i don't bring my financial situation to work i don't talk you know shelter costs um with coworkers. i save it on air and if someone asks me to help I, i gladly do it so one of my golden rules of coming out of college is be nice give compliments reach out first listen um don't get caught up in having strong opinions. It just, I think it's, I don't know how I would handle my own advice right now. Um, there's so much going on with sex and gender right now that we're making like jokes out of it. And this is real people's lives and that's not cool. So the whole pronoun issue, the whole alphabet soup of LGBTQ, um. I learned long ago to be supportive and don't be a stickler. So I don't like exercising with people that I work with. <laughs> you're saying you're going through a lot, right? I like drinking lots of water because they're like, hey, that's the guy who drinks uh, cups and cups and cups of water. I don't know why I find this all important, but I'm going to put together a whole thing on travel insurance, on voting, on giving money, on you know, automobiles, on buying a car versus leasing a car. Because I think everyone coming out of college thinks these questions. Um, and buying your first home, getting an apartment with roommates. I'll do a whole show on the financials of it. Uh, you just got to give me a couple weeks because it's a big, big topic, like 200 pages big. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show.
1: Somehow I'm going to talk about chicken wings this segment. Stay with me. Yesterday was not a great day on Wall Street. It's not the day that's going to go down. Remember it in infamy either, but it was a rough day. Roughest day we've seen in a while. The NASDAQ down 4.7%, the S P 500 down 4%, Dow down 3.5%. Another 30 days with this, all markets will be at zero. It's not going to happen. Target was the main culprit yesterday as they really showed us what the Fed is missing. And the Fed's not missing it anymore. Inflation, the cost of trucking is not transient. It's not transitional. It's not short-term. It's not temporary. Um, It's sticky. So we have a shortage of truckers in the United States. We have a shortage of diesel in the United States. And the cost to get freight guaranteed. You're hearing about a lot of double booking. For instance, a company like NVIDIA could say we want... 200 semiconductors, even though we only want 100, because we know you're going to cut the order down to 100. Companies like Target are saying we want uh, 10 toys for Christmas, even though we only want five toys for Christmas, because we know you're going to cut it down to seven toys for Christmas and we'll have excess inventory, or you cut it down to three, we won't have enough. Tim Cook at Apple is known to be a supply chain genius. Like, I didn't know you could raise a kid to be a supply chain genius, but that's what he is. And it's helped Apple to this point. And all things considered, they're still A-OK. But you're going you're gonna to see some more pain there. Uh, the good news is this is exactly what the Fed should want. The bad news is this is exactly what the Fed should want. We've started to see deflation in the stock market, which means Rob Black feels a little less rich which means you feel a little less rich, which means you feel a little less secure about retirement, which means you feel like I better kiss up to my job, my bosses, because they may fire me, instead of telling them you know they need me more than I need you. If your wealth and your 401k has gone down, you're like, uh-oh. So maybe more no more job raises. I do think this is gonna be a theme that we're gonna hear a lot about in the next three to six months, job cuts. Um, which is good because right now we're at full employment in my opinion. And the unemployment rate's between 35 to 4%. That's as, as good as it gets. Um, there's a lot of people who are underworking, i.e. working 20 hours a week instead of the wanted 40. And you can see that as an issue. Um, but you're going to see job cuts soon. Very, very soon. Stock market imploded yesterday. Like someone who's already pissed off and they're told to calm down dude, 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 they've called the cops. You need to calm down. And they're like, I'm not calming down. Kind of thing. You've seen that, right? Or was that just an impression of myself? Could be that one. Um, Tesla got kicked off an ESG index, which is interesting. I don't really care, but ultimately ESG is short for environmental, social, and governance, right? It's an increasingly popular investment strategy for social-conscious investors, i.e. people under 35, and maybe even people over 35, but not as many. Last year, ESG funds pulled in over $2.7 trillion, and the ESG index kicked Tesla off because they said, you know, there's been too many people that have died in your cars with this whole self-driving nonsense, and it is nonsense. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's useful as kind of like a smart cruise control, but it's not full self driving. So, getting kicked out of an ESG index, not only for the self driving deaths, but also for the way um, their working conditions, their racial discrimination in Fremont. They've mishandled investigations into injuries and deaths. JP Morgan, um, of note thinks they're, they're calling it, they're saying, you know, uh, we kind of see Elon Musk is, you know, a hypocrite. And I kind of agree. And boy, is he in the news a lot. I think he's a genius engineer, but yesterday it made the rounds numerous times. Though he won't vote Democrat. And I'm not really a Democrat. I'm not really a Republican. I want to vote for the best candidate who's going to do the least damage to America. Um, so I think you would probably call me a moderate, either Republican or Democrat, if we were to have conversations about it. On some issues, you would say, oh, well, that sounds Republican. On some issues, you go, oh, that sounds Democrat. Um, but that's as far as I'm going to get into it. But yesterday, Elon Musk, his political opinions were all over the news. You're like, I'm more interested in when the cyber truck's going to come out. Can we go back to that or the self-driving? Farmer uh, Bro got uh, released from prison, ladies. <laughs> I've never understood the attraction of television and movies with uh, women who are knownly falling in love with prisoners. Well, Martin Screlli has been released from prison early. He's been serving time for securities fraud, but he became infamous or infamous more than famous for buying a life-saving AIDS drug and hiking the price more than 5,000%. Is he someone that would be shot in a TV show for price gouging? Yes. And yet price gouging, it's very loosely defined in law books. Melvin Capital is shutting down. This is an interesting one to me because it's a hedge fund. They were one of the main villains during the meme stock boom. They're winding down its funds after an incredibly trying time. Melvin took a short position on GameStop back when its stock went to the moon in 2021, leading to losses of 55%. It hasn't fared much better. The market's become not controlled by millennials, but very much so more. This is what Warren Buffett said last week. It's like a gambling parlor. Too many people are playing with options that shouldn't be playing with options. And that affects the short term moves a lot on Wall Street to the point that it affected a stock that Warren Buffett said, had they not played games, I wouldn't have got this 35% off and got a great deal on it. Interesting that the world's most famous investor has been buying all year long while a lot of people don't know what to do. And it's right in front of you. The pay gap in soccer is gone. It's been a long six years of litigation, but the U.S. women's national team wondered why they were bringing in less money for their less successful than their less successful male counterparts. Um, so it turns out the women won the tournament for the World Cup in 2019. They received a total of $4 million. The men's team received $8 million for qualifying for the World Cup and not getting very far, right? I think this is a good moment. I don't think this is a bad moment. And I think this is a moment where TV sponsors can step in and say, you know, let's figure out how we can make both sports better. Uh, Because there won't be a crazy, the men get ESPN, the women get TBS. Like, I'd rather see it all on ESPN. So I think women play great, great, great high-level soccer. Very entertaining. You're seeing price targets come down. I think the next big thing you're going to see on Wall Street are job cuts. Um, Netflix maybe got it going by cutting 2% of their staff. It's going to be bigger than that. MasterCard announced yesterday that customers will soon be able to make payments by smiling or waving at the checkout. How about giving the middle finger? (laughs) That's the one I want MasterCard to work on. Um, But it's a biometric payment system they're working on in Brazil. I'm not really sure I like this. I don't even know if I care about it but I like my idea a little bit more. You know what? Interesting. I've never given anyone the middle finger in my life. I just I respect people too much and I respect that they might have a gun and shoot me. (laughs) Never done it. Never done it. Uh, I just think people get angry in their car. Just silly. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show